we should be doing the Super Bowl. No shit. Yes. All thrift store. We're saving. We're going to save you a buck, Jay-Z. That would, if you're oh, listening. JP halftime show. Can you imagine? Wow, that would be good. No, I don't want any T-shirt. outside help. None. No. We do it no, all. We'll do it. We do it all. And you don't have to pay just us. Sign? Just like Usher. Don't just pay give. us. Just promote. We're promoting our latest show at the Bryant Lake. <laughs> all right? Jerk practice. Jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. We're connected. I got a headset buzzing like I'm wearing a beehive for <laughs> headphones. <laughs> I do a hook now for, for God's my sakes. for my bad cord. Instead of buying a two dollar cord, I just do a wrap around the old knuckles. Oh, oh yeah, hold it tight. It, yeah, just hold it tight. And then I get get it to uh, ground on my medic alert bracelet, <laughs> so it could stop stop the current. Oh man, uh, I like the medic alert bracelet because I'm a jewelry man, but I don't want to be flashy. Oh, so my. that's a justification oh, yeah. for jewels. I would say, welcome to Jerk Practice Podcast. I'm Case. I'm Hans. And I'm calling Medic Alert Jewelry. Mm. You're going to see that at the SB next year? The Grammys? What's the SB? Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Bowl. Watch out, coaches. I was was there, so you understand why I'm caught up in the the nomenclature. Big shooting. I left my brunch shift and got on a private jet <laughs> to go to the SB. You know who, because it was Vegas, uh, you know who had like their own box? You probably watched the Super Bowl. I don't know. Maybe people oh, out I there did. listen. Yeah, of course. Yeah. All of a sudden they cut to Carrot Top just mowing a oh. chili dog. <laughs> that was one of my favorite because it was just like, I would assume you, you were like me. Like you just, you have it on because it's part of pop culture and if i'm not working i'll watch it but they had that like drone shot yeah through the strangest who's who you've ever seen it was like <laughs> jimmy kimmel yeah harrison ford's son oh yeah barrison like it was too fast and you're like i know, I, I think i know that version oh i think that's jimmy kimmel and then all of a sudden just just because it's vegas baby carrot top with the purple hair man what do you still think? jacked i mean i bet you know what all all intents and purposes however that phrase i've said wrong my whole life yeah i bet i'd have fun at a carrot top show i'm there's a reason he's still in vegas <laughs> well because yeah there's variables got squatters rights on the mgm <laughs> grand blackjack room uh no but i also oh, that's so judgy Vegas draws, and I've been to Vegas a couple times, Vegas draws a crowd, a carrot top crowd, just saying. It's not the Lower East, it's not pianos, although he would kill at pianos, but they would be like, how ironic. But it's one of those things, you see it, like, I forget, I forget who the comedian was, and I, he was like a writer on Kimmel or like Letterman, but it was like at pianos, like he got up. And just did a B. Brian. Joke, punchline. Joke, punchline. He was a writer for Conan. And I don't. Yeah, right? Brian. Kind of nebbish, baldy looking guy. Just damn, hammer, hammer, hammer. He was great. Old school, like. God, what was it? You know, Borscht Belt, classic 
50s, 60s Vegas, like, bang, 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 bang. And he, it's just like fucking a boxing match. Like, it just jab, 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 jab. It starts, and you're like, I'm here at a cool venue. I want to see alternative comedy. And that's just its own analogous weird thing. Sure. Because eventually, him just doing a classic is became alternative. Yes. Uh, which is like a, our our friend, friend of the pod, Eric Bergstrom. I was just going to say, does very Eric. similar work, and it's just a you know a structure to hang jokes on. Like it's never going to change. So Eric's structure, er, er, Eric's pure comedy is versatile in any single room. But mm, Eric, okay. I would absolutely. I don't want to define anybody. He runs an alternative room, the Cobra Club in Bushwick. Oh yeah, hell yeah, Bushwick. Yeah, and he hosts yeah. it. And he hosts it very alternatively, right? Loose and fun and introspective and crazy and integrates the crowd and weird non sequiturs. But he'll do – then he'll do uh, two minutes and you're like, boom, boom, boom. And it's just perfect. It's lightning. And it kills. It doesn't matter who's in the room. Right, which harkens back to the old, like, vaudevillian sort of, like, I paid a nickel – I better get five cents worth of fucking entertainment. Better get five jokes. So to take it back, like, that's Carrot Top. Like, obviously, he's not going to be the premium draw on the strip. That's Penn and Teller. Literally Penn and Teller. Longest running show in Vegas. But still, like, that, it's a magic gimmick. Right. It's comedy and fucking, my water glass is empty, but it's full (laughs) when I throw it in your face. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We are amazing creatures with fucking infinity at our fingertips because it's right behind our eyeballs, but we also like a fucking pie to the face. Yeah. That, I didn't think it was a pie. I hope that never leaves us. I mean, it feel, that's a generational thing. Like, well, the young generations don't like pies on their chest. And <laughs> whoever that is. Not <laughs> <laughs> that guy on this podcast right now. You know, drug before the court. And you're like, pies in the chest? What, what weird shit is in the, the face? Why is it the chest? I don't know. The <laughs> chest has got more room and it gets all twisty in the hairs. <laughs> uh, women. Oh, my God. Uh, Why are you here? Speaking, I don't know how to get into this. Let me. Well, we're still on the Super Bowl. Where are we at? Where I got yeah, so much. I got so much. Might as well start with Super Bowl. Yeah, but it's it's fresh. How was your Super Bowl? I the carrot top pan. I think Vegas. Can we just always have it? Sure. Can Agreed. Vegas just be the Coliseum? And just we can all, just every year the Super Bowl has to be in Vegas. It's just got a big, like gypsy orb that they. They broadcast Thanks. all their images on. I mean, it should be in Vegas. It's Ve- It's the it's sports betting Vegas. They have a beautiful lights arena. are cheap. Yeah, the mafia runs all sports. Like right. let's just keep it in house. Like yeah. let's just it's they close to L A. They should, and you never Private have to worry jets. about it coming to New York never gonna and ruining snow. your life. And if it rains, it's then we can all celebrate because the desert got. Right. Life-giving waters over the, the 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 day of sport. This is going to show how they play football in snow. Do they play football in rain? That's how dumb I am. Do they? Yes. Okay. Torrential. 
I, yeah. <laughs> Do they not? really? That sounds like fun. I only base it on because anytime I think about like football in the rain, because obviously, like you said, you don't associate football in the rain. I think there's a Kurt Russell, Robin Williams football movie. It's great. It was on Encore where a lot. The, the builds to and they play in the rain. I think they. Well, it's or that, maybe it's necessary roughness. The premise of this amazing movie is Robin. Oh God. It's a, a high nerd. school sports movie. He's a nerd. Yes. Kurt Russell was the hot shot in high school. Quarterback. Quarterback. Yeah. And I think he tosses a pass to Robin Williams to win the big game. And Robin Williams drops the pass. Dropped. And yeah. you in then see them years later. And Robin Williams, both of their lives have been ruined because they... they Right. They switch paths. Like Kurt Russell's a louse. Yes. And Robin Williams is semi-successful, if I recall. Is he? I thought they were both, like, didn't hit their achievement. Am I thinking of a Jim Belushi movie where he misses a home run and his life yes, is ruined? Yes, and then gets a magic wish. He gets a wish on a baseball? A beer, from a, a beer can genie <laughs> yeah, or <right>. something. <laughs> oh, Jim Belushi, you lucky duck, you. I'm reading uh, just quick side note. I have to recommend this book. I can't recommend it enough. It's called Wild and Crazy Guys. It's okay. about 80s comedies. It starts with SNL and SCTV. Oh, and it's amazing. It's, uh, what's the what's the tagline? It's so right on. It's like how 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 comedians change the movie landscape in the 80s. And you get all the inside mm-hmm. stuff on like, here's the script Dan Aykroyd was actually working on. It was about Royal Canadian Mounties. Right, yeah. And it was going to be him and John Belushi, but John Belushi died, and eight years later, he found out that somebody bought the rights for Dragnet, and he pulled out this 400-page script and like did 25 rewrites, and it became Dragnet with him and Tom Hanks. But it wasn't going to is... be Tom Hanks. It was going to be this person and this, and Bill Murray, and all, like you just get all that wow. inside uh, stuff. That's... It goes into Rick Moranis, and what Rick, it goes into, it really follows Rick Moranis a lot, and it goes the ups and downs, the ebbs and flows, and like. Like how uh, Steve Martin, he had like six flops between The Jerk and oh yeah, I think his next like movie that I feel like all his movies made money, but oh like Man with Two Brains flopped, Man with Two Brains, uh, all yep. of me flopped, um, Pennies, Pennies from, from Heaven, heaven mega flop, but I think they all made their money back, so he wasn't like pushed out of Hollywood, so they at least covered the spread. But right. then his like the first with movie, a microphone and a, a banjo. right? His first movie back, technically, his first movie back that was successful was like a, where he had two scenes in, which I just got done reading about is Little Shop of Horrors. <gasps> yes, and that was oh, Bill shit. Murray's Speaking first movie back Moranis. in four years. He was him, and it goes into Eddie Murphy a lot. Him and Eddie Murphy oh, were shit, the yeah. biggest things in Hollywood. Eddie Murphy was doing like four flicks a year. Bill Murray disappeared mm. and was going to the Saint Bon in like Paris. Oh, this is just after Razor's Edge, yes. right? And he just didn't want to mm-hmm. like he was the biggest draw and he didn't work. Came back Little Shop of Horrors because that was the next movie he did after mm-hmm. Ghostbusters. And then the first movie that like really got him Oh yeah, it was Ghostbusters too. <laughs> <laughs> Goes into Chevy Chase and all his flops. I can't Wild wow, and crazy I'm, I'm, guys. I cannot. It's an easy, easy read. It's like an embarrassing read where I'm like, like, well, time to finally read a book this year. 
Ooh, a book about it's, movies. It's I'm so, gonna crush that book. It's really it's like, phenomenal. Well done. Before well I written. go to bed and before I and uh-huh. right when I wake up. You, you won't put it down. You really won't put it down. Get get some Which inside is... trains planes juice. You get the lines that it. still make Steve cry from John. Of course. Oh, it's so good. John Candy, you hear that about him. I've we've been listening to either books on tape or podcast interviews. And it also just endears me more to John oh, Candy, yeah, because Teddy obviously Bear. you and I have such a close association with him. Not because we knew him, obviously, but because we, like we loved his work. I, but yeah, the amount of people who are like, I can still—it still brings me to tears. The thought of him being able to still walk through the room, yeah, and do do a bit that he always did with us, or like. It's, we were like I told you when we were driving back from South Dakota, we listened to the um, Martin Short, um, his biography. Oh yeah, he just showed up on yeah. tape. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's worth it if you guys anybody wants to take a break from a podcast, get this book on Audible. It's fucking great. Martin Short does the whole thing, and it's right before it's like it ends in two thousand fourteen. Mm. So it's even before Martin Short is now back with all the great work that he's doing right. currently. But he talks about him and John Candy doing SCTV, and he's like, John was on it before me, so he'd show up, and he's like, he was always such a great guy, and we'd go to his house, and I was like, yeah, that's my dude. That's what you because it's yeah. just like old school, old school us in Minneapolis, Watertown. He was like, I would go to John's house, and we'd go to write, and we just end up drinking rum and rum cokes, rum and cokes. <laughs> yeah, that was his. <laughs> and thing. Just write something down. It was like, can we keep going? And he's like. One more rum and coke, and well, then we'll get to it. He was so torn. I didn't realize it. I knew, like, he's one of those guys that has the torment because his father died young. His father died of a heart attack at 33. Holy shit, what? It's like when Kurt Cobain and Yeah, Kitchen so his Andrews father, died? like, so he had that, not like, did you hear it? And I was like, my dad died of a heart attack at 55. I got to. Like, really watch. Like, 33 is like, 33. oh, my God. I am so doomed, essentially. Fuck, and he tried. He, what, did he make it another decade? 40, didn't he die in, like, 44, 45? Maybe he was, is really early 40s, maybe 41, 42. I feel like he's day. our age right now. Yeah, no, <laughs> it, absolutely. Like... Uh, and everything I hear, Martin Short is one of them. I didn't realize his first ever movie, his first experience making a movie was mm-hmm. Three Amigos. You imagine yeah. that, like going on Walking and crushing that. These icons are like, okay, Lauren has a guy mm-hmm. who just finished his one season of SNL. Yep. And their connection is tertiary to SNL and just fucking crushed it. Like, he that's why I assumed, it. like, I was like, oh, he was in it the whole time. And I was like, you think so. He, met, he went to Steve Martin's house to get the script. Which like, is how he endeared himself. Did you see, did you, he say that oh, line? Yeah. Like Steve Martin, his house was called go away manor or something. He didn't want anybody there. It was his haven for all his crazy art. And uh, Martin Short walks in to meet him for the first time to like, you know, have a lunch or talk about the script. Cause he's either cast or he's going to be cast. Looks at the wall and goes, how did you get all this amazing art beat? Because I've seen your work. And then, yeah. boom, those guys are still doing <laughs> a two-man show together. And apparently, yeah, so the two guys I've read about, well, 
there's the heartbreak stuff where it's like John Belushi and Bill Murray and Chevy Chase, like literally having fist fights before they go out on stage, going into bathrooms. This one hurt with John Belushi, where he like came up behind. It was right after he got his three hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollar contract. Came up behind, and this is the verbatim line. I don't know how he knows it. Came up behind um, Chevy Chase in the bathroom at like the hand dryer and just went, "Look who makes more money than you now, boy." And you're just like, oh, don't like that. You can Those see, are too- yeah, it's not healthy. You can see a shiner, not a shiner, but a, a raspberry that uh, Chevy Chase has on his face, like the mm-hmm. second time he hosted, because Bill Murray punched him in the face like three minutes before he went on for his opening monologue, and it was all just bravado shit. Oh no, and there's no reason like. But that's like you hear those stories about Chevy and you see him now like I was just like, oh, boy, because you listen to that. I'm sure you listen to that fly on the wall. Yeah. Episode with Chevy Chase. Nope. I just listen to the podcast, but. Yeah. The the fly on the wall. Yeah. So then Chevy is being like primo Chevy. Sure. Like this is I was like, okay, this is who he has been. He's on. Since the day he was born. Mm hmm. He just refuses like that's I get why that's why he was funny. You're at you're at National Lampoon with some of the fart, the fartiest, the smartest, funniest people. And so you're always going to take a left when they want to go. Right. right. Yeah. And that endears you to them. And then your ability to do fucking anything on stage. Mm -hmm. Like he's like, I'm handsome, so I will definitely fall down on stage, which is so funny now for us, because that sort of break is like oh handsome people don't do comedy like there was a fucking handsome marx brother and that's why you don't talk about him because they're like no 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 you're too attractive don't get into this this is for yous the handsomes are over here and then you sing a song with the the lady and have a little beeline story so i get why like chevy fit in because they're like He'll do the part, and he'll do yeah. He'll do any yeah. Anything. He'll do it, and he Which still is does amazing. And so, like those interviews where he just is going, but he but yeah, that inherent baked in bravado of yeah. Well, I got to stand up to these guys. I don't know them, right? And it's also like he just he was the first guy to hit, and they all wanted to. Other than yeah. Bill Murray, who almost didn't even do meatballs because he came in late, right? He came in two years or three years in. And he knew those guys before was, SNL. Yeah. And he knew them when he came into SNL. And he's like, yeah. I don't think I'm going to make movies because these guys are fucking different and not in a good yeah. way. Yeah. So he's like, I, I see what that does to people. I didn't think it would do this to them and it did this. So there's no way it won't do it to me. So he was like. On the razor's edge of just saying, I'm sticking with TV. Yeah. But he's just but too you talented. you think about, like, that era, like, listening to Steve Martin talk about it. And he talked about seeing SNL for the first time. And he went, oh, wow. Oh, yeah. It's like yep. a distillate of what what I see in the trenches. Quote, unquote, trenches. And he's huge like, at all- that time still. Right, yeah. yeah. He's like, I do alternative comedy, and it's one of those things when you're you were doing it out in the wild. Yeah, like we don't think it. Like we've all grown up. Like you're, we're talking. What started this conversation is a book about all these '80s comedy guys 
kind of getting their footing and making the things they wanted to make, which fertilizes the, the landscape, change the entire landscape, because we forget that transition from solely stage. Like Steve Martin is kind of closer to the Marx Brothers than he is closer to like a stand-up comedian. Yeah, that I, I would agree with now. that. Vaudeville, yeah. Like he's closer to the vaudeville stage for sure version because he's like I had to go up where they would put me mm-hmm. because I wasn't doing atypical comedy and comedy existed in the the, the pods of like right you do you know like the the stand up and then you get on the on the show and then you you do the thing mm-hmm. the Johnny Carson and like but he was even too abstract for classic like we were just talking about like the you know, the A to B. Because he, like, in Steve Martin's uh, career, he talks about George Carlin going from, I was like, just going to say, hippie I, that's so funny, to... hippie dippy. I was just going to say they couldn't even handle Carlin, who was just... A humor. Uh, more a aggressive. Character. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, how quickly, like, comedy went whoosh. Mm-hmm. So, like, Steve Martin talking about, like, oh, they were able to distill that out. weird, weird, wild... And that's even before, like, a stand-up clubs. Mm-hmm. So you get to see on live TV what it felt like to go to a show. That, like, are, like, their version of The Creek. Right. Where it's just a little wooly, it's a little bully. Like, they don't... You got the bad wigs, bad costumes, mm-hmm. you know. Or none. Which also harkens back to even uh, Monty Python-ish. Right. Of, like, just put a wig and a, uh, your mom's dress on. If it's funny, it works. It doesn't matter. Like, you don't have to look like a woman. You just, you're doing your bit part. So they still have that, like, busted costume. It's live. Like, he, Belushi literally just put that costume on 20 seconds ago. Or like you said, he got smacked in the mouth because he was running his mouth backstage. He's a little discombobulated still. Speaking of Monty Python, you'll appreciate this. Graham Chapman. Before he died, had a script he was trying to figure out and was trying to cast, and he was going to cast John Candy as the lead in this like crazy sci-fi script or something or mystery. I forget, but the things you miss, right? Just because of, I mean, he passed that, that like, is like his a, cancer. a dream. Yeah, it'd be amazing that I would have never thought possible in some other dimension that happened. Was a John Candy Graham Chapman? What's interesting? Yeah. Maybe you don't get any of it without it because everything has to be how it has to be. But SCTV, pro- oh, they go into the Doug and Bob and Doug McKenzie mm-hmm. where Rick Moranis yeah. was like, I'm sorry, guys. This was a farce, two minute interstitial that got so huge that now like all in, all anybody t- we're on the cover of time and you guys are doing we're doing all this work together and nobody's anyways. SCTV is an example. It's like. to take it inside SCTV is like the sketch boys of the Creek upstairs who are nice Mm -hmm. and bubbly fubbly and aren't going to get any fistfights and the Creek downstairs where it's all like the fucking standups with their dicks out, like fighting for stage to the office. Right. So SCTV is upstairs and SNL's downstairs. And I guess, so it's like, doesn't SCTV prove you don't need that fucking because SCTV wasn't live. Right. They did it every week. No. They did new material every week, but they didn't, right? 
But they didn't have to, like, like fucking cut each other's throats. But there's something sexy about it. Without a doubt. Of course. Because upstairs, SCTV, that's high concept. They're like, we made a fake. They dreamed up the rules. Oh, it's amazing. They made a world. They made a fake TV station and populated that fake TV world. Yeah. With fake characters. That's amazing. So when you watch SCTV, you don't necessarily have to know, like, the Marvel Universe backstory. But you get the backstory. You're like, oh, I'm just watching. I'm I'm looking through the television in a fake world. They're not doing the raw bit. So the, like, I guess, yeah, the... The commentary is softer because you're distilling it through a character and setting it up in a in a, a narrative that makes sense because you have to be like, oh, like, for example, like, but that's the thing. They did such a good job that you didn't have to know. Like, Martin Short did, like, Sammy Davis Jr., but his version was, like, so three – he was like, it's the son of an albino right. that is Sammy Davis Jr., <laughs> And, like, they set yeah. it up in, like, one little chunk, and they just let it go, and then he's just such a great, weird he's performer, told, yeah. or even, like, an Ed Grimley, or all that. Like, they created these characters that live in a fake world, whereas, like you said, the downstairs, the SNL, the back, like, that's you, hot takes. Yeah. It's hot takes. Mm-hmm. It's me spitting fire about, oh, I just saw Taylor Swift, and it might kill and it might fail and you might be in the back of the room fighting with michael showalter because he likes your girlfriend and right you don't like him and you're like well, i mean I'm, I'm, I'm in it i'm in right. the comedy yeah yeah that's a good point i mean snl upstairs is more performative i guess i am more partial to the upstairs because i like the structure and i like we're going to play pretend, and if you like it, enjoy it. Just enjoy it or leave. Right. But downstairs is more interactive. It's more like, oh, I was getting a drink, and on the I saw that yeah. comedian I like barf <laughs> right. on his own shoes. <laughs> You're trying to get into that. They talk about that bar that Dan Aykroyd, uh, he just bought. Like It was down in the yeah. village. I forget the name of it, but it was down an alley. It was literally just like an old piece of like warehouse with like a bucket for a toilet, but it was the place to be right. Because you want to be immersed in that, in that madness. He, I was like, Oh, Dan, Daniel Aykroyd, when they had the funeral for, um, John Belushi, Dan Aykroyd, uh, you wouldn't say officiated at a funeral. He, was he the, the MC? He was the, he, he did basically, he did the sermon. But he did it uh, on a – he did it – they had it in Martha's Vineyard because I think that for some reason that's where he was at most peace because uh, Dan Aykroyd had a home there. But he did the sermon on his Harley, baby, parked up top. <laughs> I love you, bud. But. <laughs> yeah, but it's different. Now that's like seems ironic, but back then, you know, he's running Aspirin from Ontario. Like he's still a – He's an interesting guy. Put your church, your Canadian church blacks on. Yeah. Oh, and give that Chicago guy. Go crazy after. Yeah. 
But she did, a, you know. Maybe that's me because I just admitted I, we're up. I'm upstairs comedy, mm-hmm. so I demand a bit of decorum and a bit of structure. Please. Sure, sure. Go rootin' tootin' after, but we gotta give old mom, grandmama Belushi her moment where I'm not like smoking a J, telling spinning yarns and at the pulpit, right? <laughs> pulpit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah. I don't want to go down. Here's a transit. Here's a transaction. <laughs> I don't want to go downstairs and hang out with Travis Kelsey, man. Oh, were man. you? You know what offended me the most about him and his brother? They're wearing, and they might be official. They're wearing belts. They got straps on through the celebration. Uh, mm, they got their yeah. WWFs on. They got their wrestling. Belts, I'm glad you went to the his website. brother who didn't win. Right, his brother, they lost resoundingly, in fact. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we should have got a segment where Brother Kelsey got stripped of his belt oh, and dressed down. He did have a cool luchador. Like, I don't know where you get uh, an official NFL luchador mask, but he had one, a Kansas City Chiefs luchador I, I mask. I would say NFL.com, probably. Now, at this probably at this point, yeah. Uh, uh, those boys, they just, I. They are fucking. I gotta money. say, Super Bowl. How we, we were just talking about, we got to see the who's who of celebs. Yeah. How about that halftime show? I was like, I thought I texted you, but I didn't because I was like, I guess I'll save it for the podcast. That halftime show was the quintessential JP ish. Yeah, it was a halftime little... show because of the roller skates. Talent, Usher, and I was like, my man's in roller skates. Oh yeah. Skating around, Ash was like, "He's wearing roller skates," and I was like, "He is in fact wearing roller skates." Take some balls, forty-five seconds, bam, and he's in and out of those roller oh, skates. You better get like, out. He almost, his he almost took off. a little tumble. I mean, it just reminds you how yeah. how strong of performers we had in uh, Mickey Foley. What, what's that his name? I know Mickey. Mickey Foley. Mickey, yeah, Last oh, name. yeah. Wow. Mickey Foley. I'll drop the. And uh, Brent Reinhardt, first show, they come out, roller skates, high tight shorts. That high takes tight, baby. <laughs> and roller skates that didn't fit because we didn't only fit. just we scoured we thrift stores for the four months we rehearsed one show <laughs> for roller skates. That's how much we planned that show like it was Broadway. We were like, well, we're going to need at least a three month window to track down at least two sets of roller skates. And how do we not own those roller skates? Those are worth, those were beautiful. Vintage roller skates. Black leather. It's because we moved. Patent leather. Neon greens. We moved to New York. Ackroyd style. Just left all our costumes home. After too many candy cokes, we fucking threw those suckers in the front yard. That's right. No, we really did. to the world. If we hadn't talked about it on here, we had just this beautiful, we were renting this, we were renting an apartment in... Uh, Midtown? Is that what did you call it in Minneapolis? Were we in Midtown? Uh, Harriet Avenue? Uptown? Uptown? We north? Yeah. Which is so... F- I love the odd I don't know where random we neighborhoods. We were north of Uptown. We're in a nice... But south of Dinky Town. Yes, exactly. Uh, but we were renting... We were one of two renters. Um, mm-hmm. The first floor was rented out, the entire floor, and we were the second floor entirely rented out. But there was a basement with fucking laundry, dream, and bats. Oh, hell yeah. But also, and, and we overtook the basement. Floors. We were just like, there's, it was a full basement, unfinished, but we were like, 
these hosers, they don't even care about the basement. So we found the dark back room that became our yes. costume closet. And it was awesome. <laughs> and it was the full. fucking phantom would have put his <laughs> yes. extra masks. It was so dank oh, and damp stone walls, gosh. dirt floor. Oh, hangers and shit. So I would dream of that, like, especially when we came back in New York. And then eventually, like, when we lived in LIC, we had we did it commandeered. Again. It wasn't as nice, but it was like a, what, like a storage closet. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, in the basement of the apartment LIC. But when we... We did it twice, because we did it at the creek. Oh, we, we did the same was, thing. Yeah, we, we overtook. So we yeah. filled this basement in Minneapolis with all of the shows we did, because we do it at the... Very the costume beautiful, lovely shows. Arcadia. Yeah. Which had a nice little black box and a nice stage. Or we do it at the Brian Lake Bowl. Yep. But always... Costume changes. We should be doing the Super Bowl. No shit. Yes. All thrift store. We're saving. We're gonna save you a buck, Jay Z. That if you're oh, listening, JP halftime show. Can you imagine? Wow, that would be good. No, I don't want any T-shirt. outside help. None. No. We do it no, all. We'll do it. We do it all, and you don't have to pay just us. Sign? Just like Usher, don't just pay give. us. Just promote. We're promoting our latest show at the Bryant Lake. <laughs> all right. <laughs> We get to we get to open for uh, Carrot Top, oh. at the old Rosebud. He w- he better just pack it the in. Let us do it. If he thinks he's got props, he's got props oh, that make won't. like that have punchlines. Our props are just falling apart. Already got and absurd. Beat. I already know the the transition. He's got his box of props. You and I just push out a comedically large, bigger box that just says "props, bitch." <laughs> Just our no, our big box of props drops on his little box of props and smashes <laughs> just smashes it, it yes, uh, Looney Tunes style. <laughs> and then our big box of props is just full of watermelons, of so course. we can get it also a, a little Gallagher. Oh God! If you if anybody hasn't listened to David Cross has a podcast now, he talks about how he was doing a show with Gallagher too. Because if anybody doesn't right. know it, Gallagher is has it a brother, brother that looked just like him. And I had always heard, eventually they ended up suing each other, but for a while they were in on it together. Gallagher was just like, just, you go out as Gallagher too and do my bits. I'll take 70%, you keep 30%. But eventually Gallagher too just started dropping the two and just being Gallagher, which is, so David Cross was doing a show. This is like, maybe he had the writing gig on Ben Stiller by now, but maybe not, but he was opening for Gallagher too. And Gallagher 2 was a piece of shit. So what David Cross did is he stole all the batteries for his props and took all the batteries out and fucking bagged them and threw them away, opened, and then just (sighs) left. So we don't even know what happened, but basically Gallagher 2, like, because he had this big, like, plane... so perfect he had a he had a remote control airplane on a long stick that he would sway out above the audience oh no it was a bird a long bird on a stick and it had a shaving cream release so this bird would like poop shaving cream on yeah. people but it had like an electronic oh trigger so uh i think that's the single greatest dave cross fucking the one of he the didn't funniest even stay to see time didn't do it. You didn't stay to see what gonna, would happen. You're going to get a fucking sledgehammer to the knee. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we never get David Cross that uh, we know and love because he was murdered by Gallagher too. So 
going back to props, our prop closet was full and beautiful and it had oh. amazing homemade props and thrift store props and it was full and it was so good. But when we moved to New York, uh-huh. um, we only had a van. You, you me, and Henning only had a yeah. van. Oh, we yeah. could each we filled. We put the... too much shit in it anyway. In retrospect, I brought oh, like yeah. records. No record. I just brought classic so much Midwestern stuff. foible. Yes, you, you overbring because you're like New York City, baby. It's bigger than Minneapolis, so that means more space. And maybe who wah, knows? Wah. Something we brought. Saved our butts, who knows? But in retrospect, I would have brought a fucking duffel bag. But regardless, Sack. we didn't bring any of our yeah. costumes. We probably did, actually. Yeah. But most of the costumes stayed behind. And the instead primos. of just, I don't know if it's a Midwestern thing, we're like, well, we don't want anybody to have to do our work. So we emptied the costume <laughs> closet because we're like, they'd have to clean it out. Instead, nobody, did, right. still nobody's been in that room 25 no, years later. could have left it. But we didn't. We put it all in boxes and put it out on the curb. And went out drinking. That's what you do. And the next morning, oh, we yeah. went to drive away to New York or via <laughs> pit stop to New York. Drunken assholes because we were just lived next to all these bars. Had just got into these huge boxes of props and props, robot halves and dresses oh, and roller skates and all this shit was ro- just a- scattered. A whole block, block and a half because people just fucking put shit on and it fell off and we left so early i still think there were people rooting around <laughs> right. like the strags were still oh. out like i heard down at old liquor lyle's i heard there's a bag of wigs <laughs> <laughs> oh. which reminds me yeah just why it's like new york tempers that shit. bit of you because we did we put it out we're like it's the last possible moment. We're leaving tomorrow. Let's clean this space out because then our roommates are leaving in three days and we're all going to go out into the into the future. Right. And welcome the day. And then we, of course, went out and had a couple drinks and said goodbye to all our buds. Mm-hmm. And then you're right. That morning, it just was like robot chassis here, jetpack in the street, <laughs> uh, weird wooden uh silverware in the street you know what's crazy is glasses it comedy was probably glasses. us we probably just drank into a blackout just and we really were just <laughs> putting shows on the block it, 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 just that is not out of the realm of possibility i will say cut that. to glory day oh god oh so uh, we were talking yeah, about the we were Super, Bowl. Super Bowl. Yeah, we were saying Super Bowl. Satisfying boys. to you? Super Ruffs. Bowl? It was yeah, fine. I, I thought it was pretty I, exciting. Super Bowl. The game. I was rooting for San Francisco and they lost, so. Yeah, I, I had my ups and downs. Yeah. Uh, in that uh, yeah, nobody... narrative, I guess. I do think after the. A- Ash and I were talking as they were doing the post game press conferences, like. Patrick Mahomes is the embodiment of what he actually is. Yeah, the he's the, the high real deal. caliber. He's the real deal. High caliber quarterback. He will be talked about and will be talking about football until he physically can't do that anymore. Yeah, what is like, it? Like he's just a very measured, calm. His observations are he's like, I know football and that's it. Like, don't make fun of me because I don't like music or whatever like he catch he catches a lot of shit what is it to be the guy that you just like because when that happened you should have been 
let me put it out there. When when it happened that San Francisco, they're in overtime and San Francisco makes a field goal, and mm-hmm. uh, now it's up to the Chiefs to just either get a field goal, tie it, keep the game going, or get a touchdown. What is it to yeah. be the guy where I was like, well, they're going to get a touchdown now? Like, the yeah. odds are more in their favor than against. That's really a I know, weird right. place to be. That's very it, elite. No, isn't it? Because I thought the same thing when I went to Ash. I was like, oh, they got the ball. But like, it's literally you're fighting Kronos in time. Right. You're fighting the god yeah. of time. Because if you can beat time, you could beat him. But if you give Patrick Mahomes time, you're you're probably going to lose. I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, well, the fucking game's over now. Did you <laughs> like, hear the you thing? Didn't score a touchdown. Where they had the, they hot mic'd the ref. Did you see that little news story? Mm-mm. Where yeah. it was San Francisco's last, or their third down. So, um, they just, the, the refs had the mic on, or you can always access the mic. Mm-hmm. And they're not saying it to Purdy. Maybe they're saying it to each other. But basically, I feel like he was just putting the ball down. It was just basically like, you need to give it everything you got because you don't want to give him the ball. So that's pretty fucking crazy for a rep to say. That? <laughs> yeah. You're the fastest gun in the West. And everyone is like, don't draw down on this dude. Yeah. Because he will beat you. Yeah. So unless you are supernatural and he's super so you gotta be super 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 I think you're gonna fucking lose yeah and he did no so he gives his speech and then of course old Chunko Monko Beard Monster yes okay yeah just like (laughs) (laughs) he really is he really is a pitbull man just take a second Card, like he is just off the chain. Yeah, he is he not is. ready. He should be in the basement. He's the. That's basement what I. Guy. That's what he's I was not going ready with. for he, prime time. No, he's a basement guy. And how big is his head right now? I mean, he's probably well, in the. It, he's, he might be the most famous man on the planet at the moment. Definitely but in the country. He's doing such a admirable job of everyone going. I don't like you anymore. Right. Like, Ashton was, like, so, unfortunately, in the time we live in, there was that Chiefs parade. I know, Those kids shot a DJ and shot a bunch of people. Yep. Uh, I guess our man, the old beast with the beard, went on TikTok and was out, like, hot tooting with cops at a bar and just, like, like, just going crazy. And everyone's like, why did you... You could have just not shared your social media pictures of right. you like, yeah, yeah there's no measure. I mean, I hate to say it. I mean, I but can't most likely because I haven't achieved history doesn't repeat itself, but it often rhymes. Right. So anybody that gets the head that big uh-huh. that yeah. also does enjoy a little toot and a snort yeah. and a drink, that shit is about to come crashing down baby at some point at some point you know everything ebbs and flows like maybe it's not gonna be aaron hernandez but no no but like you have you're the little the little fish that follows the shark you're there you're in the current you're there it's like have we hit 
the peak caring, and I say we as the royal human we because we yeah. are told to care. Is this like the highest we can give a shit about Taylor Swift? Like peak oh, Taylor I Swift? No. Yeah, you would uh, name another. Is there another example of somebody that. Because Michael Jackson kept. When did his flow stop? Because he was, st- he just had announced uh, his next tour right before he died, and that shit was in Times Square. If you and- think of him, him and Elvis, like they all hit a spot and then they stopped. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, for Elvis a moment, is a good example. And then were found to be irrelevant, but yeah. that's what I'm saying. It was like I feel like she's approaching irrelevancy, not because she is not talented, but it's just because she is so like I we're hearing news reports. They wanted to do the Santa Claus NORAD thing for her plane. Right. To be like, can she make it in time for the Super Bowl? Wild man. Like people I work with who are Taylor Swift fans were like, I don't, I don't watch football, but I'm going to watch. Do you think he's going to propose to her? Oh, wow. Is she going to take the stage at the Super Bowl? Like, people are talking (laughs) about. Amazing. (laughs) I know, right? Because I was like, that's what I think. But you and I live in a comedy world. We live in a a warped wrestling world. So we think about performance in that way. You're like, oh, it's all fucking. A lot of it's all fucking fake. Yeah. Oh, God. But, But that's what I was like. Okay. So people. Now, we don't watch Days of Our Lives or As the World Turns because we have real people to follow. Sure. But yeah, you want the same gate, the same sweet little treat, lunch sort of snack of, I don't want to watch, you know, this guy have this crazy storyline where, you know, if Jeff Jared's was the greatest football player in the world, but also lived in Haddam's home. And then his wife, did he propose to, you know, like it's this crazy salacious, like mega narrative. Right. And you're like, these are real people. Yeah. God. And they're like, is she going to propose? Is she going to take the stage? Like Ric Flair and kick Usher's skates from underneath him. him? Should have been rollerblades. Shouldn't it? Should have been rolling. She would come blades. in on a skateboard. Sure, with Where Tony she Hawk. She came in Tony Hawk style, fucking 360 off of a fucking ramp. He's got a lot of cosentics to sell. And then go into a, a, an airlift and then shoot out the chute in full costume. Like, no, bitch, this is my bowl. I saw. Because it's like, what is. I asked Ash as we watched it, I was like, so if you look at it this way, if we're looking at this weird narrative that's being constructed by performers and advertisers and it's like we talked about a few weeks ago like you had said she made the nfl like 350 yeah a lot more than that now yeah so there are a lot of vested interests in what this what we're seeing and what we're hearing from sports media and regular media and i was like okay then what's season two Mm -hmm. look at it that way what's season two we turn the page the season finale is the super bowl the Chiefs win. Kelsey screaming. We got to see the kiss. They kissed on TV. Come here, babe. Turn the page. She goes back to being Taylor. She announced she got, won the Grammy. She's got a, a, a new album coming out. And we joked about how. what if it's just a dog of an album? 
I know the only like, place they can go. What's season two? Like, I know. Where it. do you go? I know where the they moon. go. They go to WWE, baby. <laughs> if Taylor Swift goes to the WWE, because oh, why not? she would make them half a billion dollars. I guarantee you she can go there. And I hate to say this because it's not fair. Legitimize. But she will go there and people will be like, okay, now I'm going to tune in twice a fucking week. To fu- yeah. How many? They got Raw. Nitro Raw, still? Raw, SmackDown. Raw. They have Raw and SmackDown, and then they got the, the minor league NXT. NXT, yeah. So you got you turning in three times a week, and she might show up once every two months, but they talk about her? That's a fucking game, there. man. There is money to show to up be live had. via satellite. And then you bring fucking McMahon back as the foil. Oh, bring old Walt a... Disney McMahon back with his oh, crazy McMahon. mustache. He could make a mega heel comeback. Human trafficking. Oh, oh three-way that's right. pooper. Yeah, I heard about that. Oh, speaking of three-way pooper, they may the Undertaker may have to bury him alive just yeah, to get rid just of him. To, He's so just toxic. To be done. He is a. I mean, we all knew he was toxic, but it's about time. Uh, speaking of toxic, I was going to. I was like, so for those of you listening, it's two days after Valentine's Day, right? So we're recording. Yeah. I was like, yeah, oh, we do Valentine's Day today. I have a fun idea. We all know about, like, funny sex position names. I'll do a quiz for Casey, and I'll be like, is this a real sex position or is it a fake sex position, and what is it? And They are so evil and rapey <laughs> and abusive it's even too much. and toxic, even for me, that I was like, I, because I was like, here's my, Casey, here's my examples that I started before I was going to look up uh-huh. real ones. The Truffle Shuffle, Hot Cross Buns, Randy Andy, Dandy Sandy. <laughs> uh, I like this one. Madinkson Mandy. The Madinkson Mandy. Uh, Handy Andy, whatever. And then I looked them up and the names were kind of funny, but it was like, it was like the Alabama sand cake. You take a shit on their belly. And then you come on the shit and then you eat the shit and then you murder them. And I was like, fuck off. And I'm not far off, man. I am not far off. Like what's the Sandy part? The murder? No, it's like you have to eat grit first. Like that's how deep they are. And they're like, you have to, it's so much. And they think I was like, this is so disgusting. Honey, What's your foreplay? Really to grit. Oh, what does all that mean? Like that. You're about to find out. There's like a Cincinnati bandit and like the names are fun, but they're so <laughs> evil. And they think they're getting away right, with yeah. not as evil now because they've they've disen they've disgendered the pronouns. So they're like, I wasn't talking about a woman. I said I would punch them unconscious in the back of the head so when I pulled out of their <laughs> anus their rectum came out and it looked like a pink sock. Just like I don't buy it. You can't degender this. This is masculine. Right. This you is just, toxic it's sanitizing it by like, I didn't specify. There's, well, someone's the recipient of this. Yeah, yeah it, it doesn't, doesn't matter who. Very pleasant. Uh, so anyways, my quiz was, was boned. But I did find Casey, there's a new... Everybody, I got a documentary recommendation. 
Okay, good. I got a couple. This one's on HBO Max. It's called Mostly Harmless. <gasps> yes! Did you see oh, it, or am I spoiling oh, it? we finished it last night. Okay, we finished it two nights ago. So, for those of you listening, spoilers. Uh, go watch it. It just came out. It's called it's... Mostly Harmless. Ash you... knew about it before. I she Oh, she did. Interesting. Like, she went deep bench on it because she heard about it. Well, I guess the, I'll just give the overview to get into it. Yeah. So, um, in what was it, like 2017? Mm-hmm. Something like that? Yep. In like a Florida Everglades National Park, some hikers were walking through and they saw a tent that was open. And as they described it, they were like, it was boiling it was like a thousand yeah you don't go camping in the everglades in july degrees right like your camp so they were like they saw the camp door was the open on the tent so they're like we find this odd and the the tent was just off the path yeah. which is also like you're like oh let's skirt around this honey or turn around so they looked in and they found this body that was emaciated just like the fucking Boris Karloff's the mummy, mm-hmm. apparently. It was literally yeah. just bones and skin. So horrifying. So they found this body, they reported it, and then this whole subculture started because no one claimed the body. No one knew who it was. They could not figure out who it was. No family, no loved ones. But what was so with the body? This... Do you remember? Oh, there was a lot of food. So and money? Like this... And money and, and code. Oh, yeah, the codes. Henning codes. So it's just all of these, like, uh, crumbs. So eventually, this subculture pops up, and then there's a Wired article mm-hmm. written, which is like what Hans was saying. There's a book of these sort of... It looks like programming if you don't code. know it, it just looks insane. Because they're like, is it secret code? Is it this? And then they figured out that it's actual code for computer coding. So the mantle got taken up by this guy at Wired. He's like, this is a very interesting story. I'm going to do my due diligence and write a piece about it. Mm-hmm. And that's where Ash read it. She read that piece. So then she joined, like, she went on the subreddits and was just like, how the fuck did this guy? What's his story? What's his story? Who is he? And so that's the whole premise of this documentary is this guy gets found and no one claims him. And they can't figure out why. And they only know him. So what I didn't realize is that people yeah. are trail it's people. The they all have trail names. So maybe most people, eventually you get to know them and they'll tell you their real name. There's, but right. So this guy's trail oh. name was mostly harmless. Because we forgot to mention he was on the Appalachian Trail. Yes, yes. For anyone not familiar with the Appalachian Trail, it does go through Appalachia. But if you want to take the whole trail... From you can Maine. go to basically the tip top of Maine and take a series of connecting trails down to the, the Everglades, tip of Florida. Florida. Yep. So there's this whole subculture of people who just sort of like it's like we like we love the the old hobo myths. Yeah, the idea like they of just getting go, that way no, from deuces, shit. I'm out, and I'm just gonna go. So as Hans was saying, you you culture. encounter people and they don't use their names. And a lot of different places along the trail, they have these little huts with, like, beds where you can just sleep. They have hostels and stuff. And hostels, and, like, they're not, they may not go through a town, but there will be a little path to a town. And along this, there's, like, notebooks where you can, like, check in, like, a hotel, like an old hotel. And, like, 
so you can kind of keep track and talk to people you meet mm-hmm. on the trail, but you have your trail name. either name you can give or your trail name, like Hunt said, this guy went by mostly harmless. First he went by he Denim. Creeped up. <laughs> that was the best. And I was like, who is he, me? They called him Denim, and I was like, did they call him Denim because he hiked in jeans? The next beat, they yep. were like, yeah, Bang. he took the tra- started the trail in jeans. jeans. Not a good idea. You. You're going to hike also thousands of miles. It was like, I picked the loosest jeans I had. And he had a jerk practice and bag. Huge he- bag. Heaviest pack. Uh, so this dude's name's mostly harmless, and that's all people know him, but people start to see little tidbits, and trail people are like, I met mostly harmless. They're like, do you know his name? I didn't know and didn't find anything about him. I met most. I've got a picture with mostly harmless. So everybody's like got this sniff, but nobody can figure out who he is. So people online sleuths start going into it. And my I was like, oh, this is interesting. I'm sure they'll find out who he is. That'll be the the beat. They find out who he was. And everybody's so invested for years. And they find out who he was. Piece of shit. He's a real piece of shit. Ugh. Domestic abuse. Just a bad guy. I love it. Oh, everything. Like, it is just dotted with the best of true crime. Like, the, you get into the melodrama of the Facebook groups yes, that Facebook pop groups, up. And, yep. like, who's the moderator? And then you meet them, and you're like, oh, that's very nice. And they're like, I, this is what I do in my free time. I help unidentified people be identified so their families get closure i and wanted to be in the their life and they're like i've lived in a hotel with my sister for 10 years yeah <laughs> like, extended stay wow they just dropped that in there i knew so i was you, like that's you, a hotel you haven't she has a, a, a fucking closet office i know the clawfish she's got that clawfish oh i love i know but that's the thing uh it's 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 so interesting. I was like, oh, that's a hotel. That's a dream. And as a hard transition, I now realize why I think I want Joe Biden to be elected. Oh, really? Why? I think I want a day off work because he's going to die. I've never lived. Oh. I've never lived through a president dying in office. And I have to think shit oh, closes down for a day. Oh, and he's a train guy, so we're going to get the whole fucking train oh, the shit. procession through New York with the black train. Oh, got to. I want that. Got to. Because he is. The be- <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's yeah. not fair. But I will say this just came out, and I was like, this is a lot of shade, but there's something to it. But you, I, I imagine everybody out there knows what I'm talking about if you know where we are in time and space. So they just released a, a guy who was investigating Joe Biden for uh, – having all these documents just released his findings that says he shouldn't be prosecuted because he didn't take these documents intentionally. And then that's kind of where it should end. He's allowed to realize where he went, but this guy is not a Biden. Like he's appointed by different people. Everybody has this guy went, you know what you want to put me on it because you wanted to look, uh, unbiased he's like i'm but i'm biased so i'm not going to charge you because you shouldn't be charged but um the reason i'm not charging you and this is like verbatim shit he's like no jury would convict him because he's a kindly old forgetful man and then goes into like he couldn't remember when he was vice president this is a little fucked like the things he's saying is fucked up he couldn't remember when his son died and quite frankly i'm on 
I I could Casey, I couldn't tell you what happened last week. I couldn't tell you the year yeah. we had a show. I I can't. I so I can't put that on him. But I was like, that is not good for him. And the best is, he comes out and gives you that old. Well, you want to do some push-ups with me? He gives you the old hard body. Come on. Right. And he's upset, and he's got to make a response. So he has a press conference, and he fucking does good. Casey, he's doing so yeah. good. He's like, how? Di-? He's like, the reason I didn't care about telling him when my son dies because I didn't think it was any damn business. Like, just like that's just like <laughs> pure crotchety fucker. And he's like, it. Because Ducey from Fox yeah. asked him a question. He's like, and he goes like, you know, very pointed fox, foxy yeah. question. He's Do you like, think you're capable? Yeah, my memory's bad because I forgot not to ask you. He's like, to I ask might me be a question. Old, I might be elderly, like, but I got a good memory. Pattern. Yeah. So, but the best is he's fucking done it. He's done what he needed to do. He's responded to this and he's walking off. And if you're in his fucking circle, you went, we did it. We did it. And somebody goes, uh, President Biden, what, what about, what about, uh, what's going on in, uh, Israel? And he goes, <clears throat> oh, then and he the comes back and he fucking mixes up the president of Mexico and then it's the, a dead leader South of France, and I was like, what Israel. are you doing? What are you Why doing? You had it. And I get it. Again, I've also like been on a job interview, and I'm like, I crushed it. And then I'm like, One your wife is cute. You know? like, that's all you got to do when you're like, oh, no, I didn't really work there. You know, like some so Fucked it up. No, they ask you that one question, you're too cocksure. Yeah. I've had those interviews where I was just like... You know what? And they call you back like, I think it's very good. And then you're like, you know what? Because I am the most responsible person. <laughs> but I don't re- want responsibility at this job, which is why That's I'm what I mean. Because I just want to do this. I don't want full responsibility. And they're like, you're not hired then. <laughs> it's so true. Just get off stage. Get off just stage. go. Yeah, but that's the it. thing about those documents. I was listening to something and they were like, yeah, they leaned heavy on the like he's too dopey and old to he might make a mistake, but what that is covering up for is he actually leaked shit as vice president that got CIA CIA assets killed. Well, that was like, he actually did bad things and it's like look at him his left shoes on his right foot and his right shoes on his nose. This guy. But what so how does that get buried? Or why does that get buried? With because this guy, it gets Robert to, Herr we get the aw shucks. We did get a lot aw of aw shucks. Dope. Because everyone comes at the guy who wrote the report and they're like, how nasty of you. Right. How nasty that you say he forgot the death date of his own son. Which he did. And then he gets to come out and say he didn't forget it, but then also not remember, I got my son Bo's rosary from the Sisters, a sister, whatever. Like, you don't remember. You don't, whatever. It doesn't you overcome with grief. I'm just sure. Get off stage. So it's just like I don't. I don't know because it's like let's talk. Let's either you're gonna get mad at someone for dogpiling because he's old, or you're gonna get mad at him because he's old. Right. But he can't. He has no control over his age. Do you think if he were to like just step down, just say? Say whatever, whatever reason, uh-huh. and basically any Democrat stepped in his shoes would probably win the election, right? Because isn't that the only thing? 
going. I think that's why they're just like, someone's got to take the Trump beat down, take on the old Trumper. That's going to be hard. Who else could it be? I was thinking Gavin Harris. She didn't even make it past a primary. I know she was the vice president for four years, but is that enough? Does she ignite? Is she exciting enough? Because otherwise you got Pete Buttigieg. I think Gavin Newsom. Like, no one else. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm not saying I'm a, I think he's a, uh, not a wolf in sheep. Yeah, he's pretty much a wolf in sheep's clothing. He's a wolf. Or he's a, he's totally he's a, a tyrant in, in a pretty box. That's, that's why he hasn't stepped forward. Because oh, no I one think wants he... to take this on the chin. No. Because if you look, if you look past Trump. If you look at what the Republican primaries were without him, right? It's a fucking win. It's a dunk. Like, why, why look muddy? Why get bloody to face Trump? He's done. Right. If Trump wins, he's done in four years. You never have to fucking worry about him again. You can go back to calling him the fat chud with little hands. Right. And there's no skin in the game. You're only ever going to see him at a funeral, and that's it. <laughs> right. Like he just goes Who's funeral. Everyone just gets to, he goes away, he gets to fight with New York City about where his fucking crummy library is going to go. Right. Like, they, like, no one's put forward anybody with any heat. So if if you're a fucking Democrat, why would you step forward now? Because you can take on someone clean. DeSantis looks like a chud. He is a chud, yeah. Vivek Ramaswamy got some heat, but he's a Trump stooge, so you can paint him as a Trump stooge. Nikki Haley. Uh, Nikki Haley is just a, your classic sort of like DeSantis. Like she's who you want because you're like, I'll meet you in the middle. I can I can beat you on right. call. Like they want to go back to the old school. Can we just have a boring debate that five percent of the people will sit through? Which I will because I love it. Right. Do you do, but, do we get back to that point ever? Do you think is that possible? What's the uh, crest? Right? Are we? We talked about like, Evan Flows. About we talked about Taylor Swift, Travis peak, Kelsey. What's peak this? Swift. I think we're at peak politics, political craziness. Because there's no one crazy yet that has stepped onto the field that has. I was just talking about it with a friend of mine the other night, and it was like, like we had such, like Obama was such a big historic moment yeah a big political figure like take all of his policy take anything out of it like what he represented at that moment the energy sure like if you look at it like a, a bubble like that bubble just filled with everybody's hopes dreams mm-hmm. and then also on the other token like vitriol like and whatever hatred, but that bubble yeah. kept going and got so big, it's like Romney was just a you know Romney stepped up. He did what classic like I'll step up, man, maybe sneak one out, probably not. Uh, so the bubble keeps going, and then in the vacuum of that bubble of that big cult of personality, all the media coverage, not just straight down the middle like let's just do policy. It became human interest pop culture ness. I got it. I follow. It's only Trump because Trump can the bubble will contract, but he can hold that bubble open. Got it. Because he gets it like he gets the like fucking red meat to you, red meat to you. 
I'll do my policy stuff over here. Red me to you. He kept that bubble open. And I think with him gone, it will contract because, you know, like, say what you will about him. Like, he's got personality. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, he is a fucking hacky stand-up comedian. Like, he's a heel. We talk about it all the time. He's a heel. Ball busting. Yeah. Pure heel. heel. Like, maybe I the don't see greatest, else. meaning biggest heel in American history besides... Robert E. Lee. I mean, I don't think. And he didn't even step into it. You know what I mean? Like, this man stepped fully into that weird bubble that Obama created and propped it open. And, like, I think after him, it has to contract, even just for, like we were saying, if he's a heel organically for a storyline, you need to create a new heel and a new baby face. Like, sure. you just, like, no one is there to take the mantle from him because he's hated by so many. So does that crest, does that crest break if he doesn't win in 2024 or if he does win, do you have to wait another four years for that crest to break? Uh, I think it has to be decided either take the belt. I'll see, (laughs) get the fuck out of here. Or he, like, they're trying to send him to jail. I don't think he'll ever go to jail. No. That's some, yeah, that's some. It's crazy, right? Everybody's so fucking crooked. Now the prosecutor is sleeping with some other guy. And I'm like, I don't care. Who cares about that? But no, she fucking got him a gig. Because what do you do with the guy you're sleeping with? You get him a sweet fucking sweetheart gig where he's fucking making money. And did you, I saw this today. You lure him out of his marriage of 20 something years. It's like. You just look fucking bad. Here's what looks at yes. every turn. And all, the only thing they had to, she just has to, like, it's not like his case is going to go away. She just has to go away herself because what she did is unethical. And you just fill it with anybody else. And she can't have that. Well, but, that was the masterful stroke by Trump. He was like, yeah, yeah, she's crooked. Uh, she defended a, a heinous gang leader in, in uh, Atlanta. And uh, she slept with him too. And everyone went, what? 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 No, that's fake. Fake, 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 fake. But he got you fucking red meat. Yeah. It's a lie. It's conjecture. And then you go, okay, she didn't sleep with the gang member, but oh, she slept with this guy and gave him a job. And he just goes, gotcha. Yeah, it just throws shit at the wall and sometimes shit sticks because everybody's fucking crooked that get to that it level, is. man. Everybody's, um, we need more Jimmy Stewarts, and sadly we're but, lacking. But wasn't Jimmy Stewart kind of sitting there something fucked up about him later on in life? And I only say that because there's a weird line in Field of Dreams where the movie Harvey is on, and his uh-huh. he, and and Kevin Costner's coming down the stairs, and his daughter, mm-hmm. played by Abby, can't Abby? Oh, yes, I yeah, can't think of her from name. From Hook, and uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, he walks down the stairs and she's watching Harvey and he comes down and he turns off the t- Harvey is a movie with the, the fake, mm-hmm. the, the imaginary rabbit and Jimmy Stewart. He turns it off and she goes, why'd you do that? It was funny. Or why'd you do that? He was funny. And he goes, he's not funny, Karen. He's sick. And that's ends. Oh, and I right, want there's he... something going on. There is something. Give me one second. There is a bunch of police and shit in in my alley. What is going on in Columbus? I still have no idea. 
I have no clue. Like I, as we were talking, I have my window in the office open and just out of my periphery, I saw a shadow and I looked over and that's when I started talking to you. Cause it was a, a cop with full on helmet. He had his, didn't have the goggles down, but he was walking and his beeline looked like he was going into my backyard. Yeah. To which I was like, oh, I haven't heard anything. I hope my family's okay. Sure. So when I stood up, I saw another cop. And I looked out and there's just a car in the alley. I don't see the cops. Like, I can't speak to them because they have gone away. Okay. False so alarm. Like, Ash, don't Crazy. let the dog out. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> the dog likes people a little too much. Could have had him on the pod. I know, that's what I was going to say. Okay, fellas, you want to sit around the old the old horn here? I could tell them about... Oh, you know how... Uh, here we go to get back into it. This You'll appreciate this. Now, this yeah. doesn't have anything to do... Um, um, this is different than Wyatt's situation. Um, because that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's what we all face, having pets. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you realize... Uh, not you're you're like poor, poor. I can't spend money on anything. I'm so poor. You realize that you can go to resources as soon as a pet gets sick, because Rudy all of a sudden yeah. was acting funny. My youngest dog was just acting funny. I was yeah, like, what's going on? Nothing like not yelping or anything, but like it's like Rudy's the excitable yeah. one. He's like not eating his food as fast, and like that that is beyond abnormal. Yeah, yeah. Like all right, uh, luckily our our neighbor's a, a vet actually. So she's like, I'll take a look at him, and she felt him, and she's like, mm, I might feel, I might feel something in his stomach, maybe like a little growth or something. I was like, fuck. All right, I hope it's a toy. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, but then not because right then you have to have surgery. Anyways, uh-huh. yeah, we go to the vet. She finds a vet to recommend because we haven't found a good one in New York yet. We go there. She's feeling around and she's like, he's really a stoic guy. Like he's not giving me anything. She's like feeling around. She's like, he doesn't want to like, if something's hurting, he says, she's like, I think I found it. I think he's got a sprained back. Cause he kind of, but she's like, he won't tell me like, he won't like if he's in pain, he's not tender. You're right. Like almost like a a thing in the wild. Like if I'm injured, I don't want anybody to know it. Anyway, it's like his old man's son. So she's like, I think I'm he's giving you nothing. Right. Am I in pain? I'm in pain every second of my you, life. Exactly. Yeah. You nothing. So she's like, All right, I think it's a sprained back. She's like, and that would st- that would make him less energetic. That would if he's like hurting his back, he's not going to eat it. She's like, I think sure, it might yeah. be that. But she's like, could be the stomach. So we better do blood work. And we better do this. <laughs> you know what? Instead of just. Back prescribing you this dog aspirin we'll do all this other stuff and then after i give you this heinous bill i'll call you in two days and be like did the blood work everything looks great except for one number looks abnormal and based on everything you told me it is abnormal so we can do more extensive blood work it's going to be this amount of money you do love your dog right Okay, so we're going to do that and take it from there. Now, I'm going to get back to you now, two days later. This blood work looks normal, except for that one number. And based on what you told me, that number 
could mean this. Nobody else thinks it could mean this, but it could be. So, like, honey, uh, how much for the true coat? Here's... How much for the true coat? Because you're going to find a number every fucking time. And we didn't find any parasites in his tests. But you never know because tests can be wrong. So here's oh, a medication for parasites. So we'll do that. And then the next step would be an ultrasound for... And now I'll talk money. An ultrasound for $600. Yeah. I know you're already into me for $900. How about just tack on another six? Make it a nice 15. <laughs> Holy even. fuck. 15 Holy shit. Give me the deal. For a fucking backache, man. And that, so the yeah. thing, I was like. Now he's got the angina from all the worry because he thought it was other things. He's like, it was just my back. I tried to tell exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah, and that's the thing. The shit, like, kind of messed up his stomach a little bit. And after all of that, course. what was I going to yes, say? Yes, of course, all the medicine. Yeah. After all of that, the stuff comes back. It's just a backache. 1500 You just pull the money out of somewhere. I don't even remember where I was fucking going, but it's just now like, you know. I now I know where your backache is coming. Yeah, from because you gotta hoist the load for that. It's even Steven, because I just was like, oh my god, I just, I just did my taxes. I think, I think I can breathe for a month. <laughs> mm. Nope, mm. nope, no. Oh, here's no, how I know. No. Here's how I know I got true coded, right? So yeah, there's a medication, the anti back. Um, the parasite medication. It's called Panicure C. Mm-hmm. That shit costs $7.99 if I were to go pick it up at the dog yeah. pharmacy, which is our Costco pharmacy. They do all their dog shit. So she's like, no, just come pick it up in, in the in-house. And it was $40. So what is the fucking uptick on eight dollar medication for 40 bucks right, to I pick see. that Somebody's shit up in store cover the spread here oh, man so and rudy of course i picked it up better, and brought it to God. my house but i picked it up from but that's it oh, of course it's when your pet is sick that's yeah, they fucking like, you got you you can't tell me it's hard enough with kids to get them to tell you what is bothering them. right let alone, you're like, it's an animal. I can't explain it. It just goes, me. So you have to be like, okay, blood work, MRIs. These are fucking guys. Because you can't tell me. Yeah. Other, other than just going sallow, which is basically what happened to Wyatt. Like, he was fine. And then he just went, and we're like, okay, something's wrong. Maybe it's his teeth. He's not eating. But then he would eat and then stop eating. Right. And then when we took him in, finally, he, they were just like, you're like, this just happened like in the last two weeks. Like, it just happened. Like, we're not derelict in our duty as yeah pet parents. And uh, they're like, yeah, he probably had a growth. And they looked and they were like, he had a growth on his bladder, which didn't affect his bladder, which would have. So he was fine. He was using the litter box. Everything was fine. Everything was normal. And then it just started to press on his stomach. So he would eat a little and he's like, I'm full. Yeah. I eat a little and I, I don't feel, you know, like, and just so then he just got skinny. And then that was the thing. Like, you were saying we took him in and they were like, we could do all of these tests for him. And I was like, come on, doc, you gotta shoot me straight. Like, yeah, this cat hates humans other than the humans in his proximity. 
and he doesn't like us a lot of time. And I was like, I don't want to subject him through there because they're like, okay, we'll do the blood work. You've got to bring him back and do blood work and then bring him back and then do this and then we could do an operation. I was like, if he's gonna, like, it's like if he's close to the pearly gates, that's man, it. Can yeah. I is I don't want to make his last moments fucking hell on earth. That's why I was saying it's different than it's different than where you end up with a pet with an older pet situation right, where just, it's like, just go like because that's the thing you need a vet that'll shoot you straight because if they want they will extend a miserable life she and that's the, the vet we had was great because we went to an emergency one she was awesome but she towed the line because she and I get it because you don't want to bring someone like okay this she didn't know until we explained it. It was yeah. like, you know, like we got this cat that got the cat like three days before it. Ash got the cat three days before I met her. So we have this like the tr- the tr- three of, of us are so connected. And she's like, I don't want to presume like I don't want to tell you. This this is it. Yeah. Like there is more time. Like, so she did her job. She was doing her job. But you're like. She's like, I can do this for you for a price. I can't tell you it's going to be fun or easy or good for anyone involved, but we can do it if you want. And I will say that about her. She was just like, it's it's possible. But and I was like, do you have a pet? Yeah, yeah that you like, always do have you to have, do that, right? Do you have a cat? Like, what would you? But do I also have all the equipment, so I'll just do that right. shit myself. <laughs> so of course I will do whatever because I can. Yeah, that's a I'm thing. I'm gonna freeze it and put it next to Ted Williams' head. The cat will be fine. We'll, we'll unfreeze the cat in ten years, hundred years. Yeah, but yeah, I'm not saying it, a, a vet is fine. She doesn't need to milk me for an extra six hundred. I don't think, but it's just like, wow, will this guy go? Like, because finally, I just sent an email. I was just like, yep, let's do this last test. And I was like, I don't have any more money. I don't have any more money. Right. No, exactly. I can't can't do this next thing. And I should have said that to you two blood work tests ago when you were like, everything's fine. Except for this number I think is strange. It's like, well, we all got strange numbers, man. We all got, we all, I got a few strange ones. I, 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 uh, and I'm still dealing with this bad tooth. Okay. It's been three years on the the pod. Still. Hot shoulder, hot tooth. Hot shoulder, hot tooth. And I finally got a thing from uh, the insurance that said, like, starting uh, January 31st, we will start covering root canals. I was like, oh, shit. I got this thing. I got this thing on, like, December 20th. And I was like, don't kill me now, tooth. I got to (laughs) wait. And then I just had a phone call conversation with the dentist yesterday. And I was like, here's the deal. I can send this over to you. It says my insurance now covers this. Do I need to come see you? Because I'm still hurting. I was like, do I need to come see you and have a checkup and do x-rays and you can send it out again? Or can you just send out the same stuff that you sent when before they did this, before they allowed this? And she's like, the thing about insurance is they just don't really listen to us. And I was like, my dental insurance doesn't listen to my dentist. She's like, yeah, you should go to your doctor. <laughs> and Who's gonna have your doctor give you a report that says you have an infection and then bring that to us and then we can I was just like 
can you just send it in again and then I'll appeal it up to the fucking appellate court? Because you get like three appeals where you fucking go on Zoom and I'm going on. They don't know what they're dealing with. I've been having I've had a toothache for three years. I'm going to fucking win. I'm going to well, win or end up buried next to Calvin Coolidge's kid with the blister on his toe. I think toe. I have the perfect story to leave us on. Okay. Normally, we always share the, the paper of record. We, we share stories from the New York Post. Oh, yeah. Okay. And you sent one today, oh, yes. which is perfect posty. It's the Energizer Dummy. <laughs> a man in Australia put three because you read the headline and it's a man puts three batteries in penis sure and of course your your brain double goes, a's triple a double yeah. a yeah. d's perhaps c's no the infamous the little c. watch batteries of course. that's even more pathetic he just put three watch batteries just in playing his around penis. with some extra watch batteries exactly like he's a pinball machine just slang 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 uh-huh. put those things in there and then, of course, he runs into problems because Big the surprise. human urethra he doesn't have a magnet. can't sustain uh, C minus batteries or whatever they are. So normally we talk about, so we did, Hans sent me that one, but I had one in the chamber. And this one mm-hmm. is post-worthy, but they got scooped. Oh, who got them? They got scooped by a proper reg. This is from Fortune Ooh. Magazine. Okay. Okay. And this I read. I will send you the article, but we can go through it. It. I clicked on it and I was like, fuck, this is amazing. It's fantastic. So we'll just dive right in. Go for it's it. It's so New York. It's fucking beautiful. Okay. It's like a fucking Coen Brothers movie. The twists and turns in this story are brilliant. So basically, for five years, a New York City man has managed to live rent free. In the landmark Manhattan Hotel, exploiting a, a an obscure local housing law. Squatter law? Squatter law. So this is the, the hotel that has the New York New Yorker in red. It's mm-hmm. right off you of MSG, it. right there on 34th. He's got the best name for a hotel squatter. Okay. It's the best. His name, uh, so, but... Prosecutors this week said Mickey Barreto. Of course. Beautiful. So he's been he's been squatting rent free for five years in a palatial Art Deco hotel. He he was free and clear, baby. He was living rent free cherry. Except old Mickey Barreto filed paperwork do? to say that he is in fact the owner of of the entire hotel. There we go. Now we know. Now we know our, what's going on here. What so, kind of yes. fellow we're dealing with. Mr. Barreto, 48, says he was surprised when police showed up at his boyfriend's apartment with guns and bulletproof shields. As far as he's concerned, this was a civil case, not a criminal one. His boyfriend has an I, apartment? Uh, yeah, so they weren't even at, at <laughs> he wasn't even at his rat hole that he's squatting in. <laughs> this is quote. I said, oh, I thought we were doing something for Valentine's Day to spice up our relationship until I saw the female officers. Ooh, said I see a little sneaky, sneaky treat at the door. <laughs> uh, So, yeah, so basically because of. And it goes on in the article. He moved from L.A. to New York. Mm -hmm. 
met his boyfriend and his boyfriend was like, hey, uh, if you rent a room in a building that was built before like 1968, I think it said, you can get squatter's rights. In 68, so Mr. Mickey Barreto paid like a six month premium for this room and then just went, it's mine. <laughs> I love that shit. Because of this law. Uh, if it's and not the, you, the, I love it. put upon sad hotel staff because as I said, it's an old ass fucking hotel yep. in fucking 34th Street across from MSG, mm-hmm. Madison Square Garden. It's probably not the nicest place. No, and that place is shitty for those of you that don't know. ass off. But it's a beautiful building, of as course. everyone say in the article. Built in the 30s, obviously Art Deco, as I said. Uh, Nikola Tesla lived there. They filmed the Today Show there. Muhammad Ali stayed there. Is that the hotel where it was the only hotel in New York that ran on the Tesla current? So the independent Strongly. current, because he lived there, right? Yes, that's yeah. super iconic. So it's super a fascinating, beautiful, it's like Barretto. a Ghostbusters building. Yes. So uh, Barreto moves in, pays his thing, and just stays, and just lives there. That sounds right. And the put-upon hotel staff is like, okay, you need to go. And he goes, I don't have to go because of this. Like, like, what? All right, well, here's your towels. We'll see you in court. Right. (laughs) So so he goes to court. He goes to little shitty New York City court and then he goes to Supreme Court. New York Supreme Court. To say, like, I, this is my home now. I have done nothing but sit here. This is my house now. I live here. And he won. Of course. Because no one else showed up. So he goes in front of the Supreme Court. And wins the decision because the owners of the hotel didn't send a lawyer, didn't send anybody. Oh, must be a shithole, man. And of course, Mickey Barreto always defends himself. Of course. So Mickey Barreto, high on the hog, head full of heat. Barreto just the defense. I've been in front of the fucking Supreme goddamn court and won a no contest decision. Didn't have to say a word. But. Thank God. Anyways, so he then, um, as it said earlier, decides that he starts, he goes on LinkedIn, he goes through the EPA of New York, and starts filing paperwork that says Mickey Barreto is the owner of this hotel. Yeah, okay. And then, because the owner, and the, the other swerve is, so you have this crazy guy going, I live here now. I own the whole building. He starts charging people rent. So he's like, yeah, yeah, just stay here. Pay my boyfriend. (laughs) 200 bucks. This is yours. You pay rent. You pay rent here now. Because they're older rooms, right? So potentially full of squatters then if he figures it out. They're 30s. Yeah. Uh, So then the actual owners of the hotel get wind of this. But the actual owners of the hotel are this, it's called the Unified Christian Church, okay. which started in South Korea. All right. So they're like, so this weird church owns this building that they bought in the late 70s. For like a tax break. So the, yes. So this weirdo is like, I own this building. 
woke up the sleeping dragon that is a church for Christ's sakes. And they go, no, you don't, you don't live here anymore. We're actually going to file charges. So that's why he's going to jail. Cause he was like, I own this building now. Oh, no one can stop me. Had it. He could have had it. He could have just stayed in his fucking squatter room. Yeah, you're right. He got Travis free. Kelsey head. But yeah, so then that unified church, and now he's going back to court. Like I said, he says it in the article. I only represent myself. Of course. Time to get a re- I will yeah. represent myself again. This is civil, and this is activism, because I think that church is crummy. But they're like, no, it's not civil. Like, you're going no, to real not. big There's boy court. Yeah. We got you. All you had to do was stay there. And sorry, Bedbug. We got you with that dust. Bedbug dust. We don't always get you. Oh, fuck. Yeah, they dusted his ass out. Oh, my God. I sat and I was... Overextension is your... Hubris. 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 He flew too close Mm -hmm. to the ratty fucking New York garbage sun with wings of rats. Free sheets. Fresh every day. Oh, Oh, Oh. you know that that is the harshest soap and harsh bleach, but still, it's done for you. So I sent Ash that because she was she's a hotelier and worked of course ever. And then she sent me something about um, a a BuzzFeed thing where this guy in Seattle was just like, you know what? I crunched the numbers, Um, rent, gas, water, all this. He's like, you know what? I just stay at hotels now. He just rents a room at a luxury hotel. There you go. And it costs him $1,000 less a month than it would to have his own apartment. Amazing. So we're all going to be squatters, basically. (laughs) I guess we'll leave you on that. So I'm just saying, get the kiddos, get the missus, get yourself a nice crummy art deco, and uh, you don't need a carpus anymore, H. Oh, you're right. You got a squat fist. I got a squat fist where I can perform my very own Happy Valentine's Day. Casey, what what would I give? A Newman burrito, a New Delhi dot, a Hot Lips hula hand, a dirty hash brown, a Boston pancake, a frosty walrus, uh, a ride the bull, a viper bite, the wounded pigeon, the waterfall, the toothache, the white glove, suspension bridge, hot air balloon. <laughs> You got a Birmingham <laughs> booty call, alligator fuckhouse, and a Cincinnati the hot bow tie. Tooth because of the conversation or the balloon. Those would be my two. Okay. Based we'll, on do, we'll, we'll give him a balloon. I'm not going to read any of them because I already told you. Ooh, the last one. I haven't read it. Is the Arabian Death Mask. So we can leave that with you, jerks. Ooh. Look up the Arabian Death Mask. <laughs> that sounds like a wrestling move you'd see in, a All right. in the 50s. All right, this one's not so. So I'm going to degender Arabian death mask. We'll leave you with an Arabian death mask in which the individual is lying on their back. You squat Got over their head, put your left and right testicle on their right and left eye, respectively, in oh, parentheticals, okay. yeah. and your butthole on their mouth and fart. It's a killer. <laughs> Stupid. And that one and that one folks is like joyly. That's a joyly feast day compared to these. That's a right. Prison That's a walk moves. in the park. That is a walk in the park. 
Frosty Walrus. All right, jerks. Well, with that, we'll never give you one of those because we love you too much, and there's nothing you can do about it. Nothing you do about it. Let this be an Arabian death mask for your ears. Yes. Oh yeah. A soft toot on the lips, and a couple hairies on the old eyes. (laughs) But warm. It's like you just fall asleep. You'll fall right asleep. Oh yeah. It's just drift to sleep with warm wind and warm fucking. Balls on your we'll always wait lids. to toot until you're asleep, so you won't know. <laughs> Just across the lips. God. Like a kiss from Peter Pan <laughs> as you drift off to sleep. You should be writing these. That that would be real <laughs> art. Maybe that's the deal. We can rewrite these and make them make them couth. internet. Couth. Need, needs work, okay? I don't appreciate your description of a chili dog. <laughs> All right, or a hot lunch. (laughs) (laughs) Jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. Larry Burroughs has spent his life wishing he had just hit that ball. Just started a half a second sooner. Were you thinking about that silly baseball game again? But today is Larry's birthday, and Mr. Destiny has a way of making wishes come true. Hitting that baseball has spun your life off in an entirely new direction. Things have changed, Larry. This is your house. Those are your children. Cindy Joe's your wife. Happy birthday, darling. <laughs> now Larry's got everything a man could ever want. Who do these cars belong to? <laughs> well, they belong to you, sir. Get the hell out of here. As you wish, sir. Except the one thing that mattered most. The love he left behind. Ah! I mean, she's my wife, for Pete's sake. She was your wife. Ask me something I couldn't possibly know. The day I got my driver's license, I got pulled over for speeding. I want to know the name of the song on the radio. Touchstone Pictures presents James Belushi and Academy Award winner Michael Caine. My wife hates my guts. My best friend's afraid of me. I'm up in a tree in a tuxedo. In Mr. Destiny. You didn't think everything was going to be perfect. 